Hello, everyone. Welcome into Ball Don't Lie podcast. I am your host, Cody Hart. I am joined by my co-host, Noah Battle the Third. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Here um, Today, we are going to be previewing the NBA Finals between the Suns and the Bucks um, and everything that it entails, as well as a few predictions on how we think the series is going to go. Um. I want to start this one off myself and I want to get into it like this. I think that based on the last two series that we are both overvaluing the Suns and undervaluing the Bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason I say this is because one, we did see these two teams play each other in the regular season twice. Mm -hmm. Now the Suns did win both games, but both games were only won by one point each. And here's what I'm thinking about with the Milwaukee Bucks, and I want to get your take on this, um, as well as hear your hear your thoughts, general thoughts on the series. Mm-hmm. I think that whether or not Giannis plays, now we did see that he was upgraded from doubtful to questionable tonight, so I'm not sure yet. We have not had news break if he is going to play. I think this Milwaukee Bucks team is very good now, even without Giannis. Their ball movement and their rotations are incredible. And we saw that with the last two games with Giannis out, them winning both games and by a healthy margin with at least four people in double figures. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking like 10, 12 points. I'm talking 20 points. Mm-hmm. They have five legitimate defenders on their team. And I do think that they match up extremely well against the Suns team to where Brooke Lopez is not going to be rendered useless. Because we saw in the last series that he kind of – now, I'm not talking about when, when Giannis is out because then they had to utilize him. But I'm talking about when Giannis was on the floor, they mm-hmm. couldn't use that small lineup because Brooke would be exposed. But with the Suns team, he's a perfect foil to go against Aiton, in my opinion. Especially he has the range on that three-point line to be able to take Aiton out of the paint mm-hmm. and clear it up for Giannis. Um, that on top of the fact that I think in this Clippers Sun series, we saw that the Suns have a legitimate tough time scoring the basket, scoring the basketball. A lot of the times we would see four or five minute stretches against the Clippers where they would be able to score. We saw a couple of games that were in the 70 to 80 point range. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think the Suns not having played for a few days that mixed with maybe some jitters going into this first championship for a lot of these people. Um, I'm pretty sure the whole team actually, other than, um, um, what's his name? Crowder. Crowder. Thank you. Um, they're all rookies to the finals. So I, I, I just, I want to get your take on this because I'm, I'm leaning more towards the bucks and I want to see what your take is as well as get your kind of initial thoughts on this series. Okay. Um, I'm torn. I really am. I'm split Mm -hmm. right down the middle on the series. Uh, the biggest reason why I'm split and not leaning more heavily towards the Suns is after the Suns won the Western Conference, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Paul said that that's, he got over the hump. That's what he was waiting for, was mm-hmm. to make it to the finals, not win the finals, make it to the finals. So I'm worried that he's <clears throat> too relaxed or too much at a, a celebratory high of just making it to the finals and actually winning the Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. finally, that he's not going to have that same uh, fire or tenacity in the finals. I'm worried about that. And I, I, and I know that's a weird thing to say, 
because Chris Paul is a competitor, right? And, and he he competes and he pushes and he will strive for greatness. Uh, we understand that, but it's 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 worrisome for me that there was so much riding on him just making it to the finals, mm-hmm. and, and that that was his conversation. I've made it. You didn't make it because you didn't win it. You didn't win it all. You you made it to the Western Conference. Or made it to the finals, which is great. And I, I think this is great for the league. Um, and I'm happy for Chris Paul making it to the finals. Um, I, I know, or I, my my take is that the Suns will. Paul will take them right now. Devin okay. Booker showed a lot uh, through these playoffs, and he's definitely arrived for sure. Um, but he also showed a lot of stretches in that Clipper series. Right, the Clippers had a lot of defenders to throw at him, mainly Pat, Pat Bev, um, to just be a pest, and and that threw Devin Booker's game off. He wasn't able to go. He got that forty point triple double game one against the Clippers, and I'm thinking, oh well, there goes the series, <laughs> and, and the Clippers changed it up defensively and kept throwing different bodies at him. And as you just said, the Bucks have a lot of bodies that they can throw at him. They yeah. can throw Drew Holiday, who's a physical big guard. So not only is he is he you know, physical like Pat Bev would be all in your face. He's the same size as Devin Booker, mm-hmm. right? And, and definitely stronger. Um, you also have Chris Middleton, who's long, and can just be in your space, won't be able to get shot off the same way. And people forget they have P.J. Tucker over there still. Yep. And he's just a dog. You saw who he was guarding uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant. Yeah. To no easy Devin baskets. Booker. No easy buckets. And so if if – He's going to struggle offensively. I think he will. Mm-hmm. One, nerves, and you know he's, he's a young guy. Um, but the nerves, as well as I hope that this team didn't hit too much of a celebratory high to have that same fire, mm-hmm. um, as well as all the defensive looks that Milwaukee can throw at him. If Devin Booker doesn't have Devin Booker-esque games, I, there's no, I, I don't see them winning this series. I think that Milwaukee is a deeper team, mm-hmm. be only, primarily because they're bigger. Yeah, they're such a big team. Um, you know, Jay Crowder or Cam Johnson is your power forward. That, that you know, and Giannis is the power forward for Milwaukee <clears throat> whenever he comes back. Um, or Bobby Portis, <laughs> another big body. Like they they got big bodies over there. Um, it, it's not just like an eight and drop all the way down to Crowder. They got Brooke Lopez just lean over and you got Giannis size wise. Mm-hmm. Then you got Chris Middleton. Then you got Drew Holiday. Then you got PG Tucker. Like you got a big team over there <laughs> and they can, they're all versatile and they're quick uh, and they're athletic. The Bucks are now the, the other, the other side of it, <laughs> why I would, I would love to lean with Phoenix, but I- I'm just concerned about their mentality coming into the game. Uh, Milwaukee primarily because Giannis isn't playing the first I think he's not going to play the first two games, mm-hmm. probably. Um, I don't. I definitely don't think he's playing tonight. If they go down, you know, o two to the Suns team, mm-hmm. and they go back to Milwaukee, let's say Giannis comes back. I, not. I don't want this 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 to be confused. Milwaukee played better when Giannis went out. Not saying that they're a better team with. Well, that's what I was talking about. The rotations are incredible. Exactly. Yeah. So, and the ball movement is better because they can. All of those guys can shoot. 
yeah. and, and can drive. Giannis, <clears throat> if you give it to him, it's going to stop. You know, he's going to do his two little three dribbles forward and then back up, back up, mm-hmm. back up, wait, 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 and then attack. The ball stops with him, right? Mm-hmm. There's no more. There's not as much movement. And he's going to attack. He's going to attack. He's probably going to get a, some offensive fouls, right, especially with the small Phoenix Suns team. He's going to be running some people over if he gets back in there. True. And, and the question is, how effective will he be when he gets back in there? Because if you're hyperextending your knee, are you going to have that same lift getting to the rim? We all know he can't shoot like that. So you won't have a jumper to rely on. So how effective are you getting to the rim? You, you know what I mean? So, And I feel like Giannis is that guy that's going to continue to attack, which is great, but also can also be a, a detriment for your team if you're just continually attacking but can't produce. Um, and we've seen Chris Middleton uh, – Showing some J.R. Smith tendencies, if you will. I know that's a, a little bit of a stretch, but you know he's he's got those games where he's going 0 of seven from the three point line, and, yeah. and Atlanta's kicking him. And then the next game he's going like six of nine, and they're kicking Atlanta. So like True. he he's you know what we said going into that Atlanta series is, is Chris Middleton needed to shoot forty percent for them to win, um, and he was doing that when they won, but he also had at least at least two games where he didn't make a single three. And attempted at least six or seven. Yeah. So if if he has any of those games back in Milwaukee, and Phoenix has the O two lead going back to Milwaukee, then Milwaukee's in serious trouble. Well, here's a question: Do you think who do you think wins this? Well, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this: Which player is more important to a series win, Middleton or Booker? For each mm. team, do you do you think that who who can rely on, let's say three, like if if both stars give you three subpar performances, mm-hmm. do you think one of the teams can prevail more than the other? Yes, Phoenix. You think Phoenix can can weather the storm more than Milwaukee can? I one hundred percent agree with that. You've okay. noticed that every single game that Chris Middleton is 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 kicking rocks out there, Milwaukee's getting ran. Yeah, Brooke Lopez went off at 33. Congratulations. But if Middleton doesn't put in a couple points there, well, what do mm-hmm. you have, like 27? If he doesn't do that, they still don't win. True. Um, and, and as I previously stated, all those games where he went over from the three-point line, they didn't win. Who, who and, guards and they, Chris they got, Middleton in this series? That's, that's, the, that's the question. I, I would probably put Jerry Crowder on him. With Giannis um, on the floor, would you put Jerry Crowder on <sighs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, a t- that's a tough question. That's a tough question. Yeah. Um, well, because like you're you're obviously going to hide your your campaigns on PJ Tucker's. Yeah. Um, people are just going to hide, and, and you don't have to worry about them defensively, yeah. unless unless you want campaign to guard Holiday, and you want to mm-hmm. hide CP three on no. PJ. I I wouldn't do that. I'm just saying. See, like at this point in his career, I'm not sure. CP3 is one of their best defenders out there. Fair. Um, this team's just so big. I'm not sure what you do because Aiton and Lopez match up. And I, then... I think that that's going to be a very important matchup to watch. I think that Aiton can really, can really do some things in this in this series. Um, his, his ability to run the floor, I think, will take Brooke Lopez out of the game more than you think. I think if he's able to run mm. and leave Brooke Lopez behind and get to the rim, right, just rim run, yeah. um, because he's, he's definitely faster and more athletic. 
you rim run and, and, and get big enough to get lobs, I think that that's going to cause a problem for Brook Lopez. And if they got to switch and put Giannis onto Aiton just to you know to contain him, then then where does Brook Lopez go? Right? Then he's taken out True. of the game. Then True. you got a problem. Um, so if if, if Aiton can take uh, Brook Lopez out of the game, that changes things significantly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, now for defensive purposes, I think, you know, Mikhail Bridges, I I take that back. So I wouldn't put Crowder on um, Middleton if Giannis is in the game because Mikhail Bridges is not as big as Middleton. Um, I think he's – well, maybe he's only like an inch or two shorter. Um, He's long too. So I think that he would be – I think he's he's good enough defensively to handle Middleton because you're going to need Crowder's strength to – to try to try to contain Giannis, um, Mikael Bridges is not guarding Giannis. Let's just let's make that no, clear. no, he's not. Um, you know, and you got a Tory Craig. I think you could throw him at Middleton as well. Um, Cam Johnson's not a very good defender, but he's long. You know, he's long and quick, so yeah, that's another guy you could throw at, at Middleton. So you have a couple wing guys that you can throw at Middleton while Giannis is out. That can make things a little bit more difficult for him. Um, you know, and and if you put like a Tory Craig on. Uh, Drew Holiday, if if <laughs> the keyword if he starts to cook, um, <laughs> you know the, you do have some options, smaller options for sure, but you have some. I would mm-hmm. say, I think if Giannis is in, you might see some more of uh, Sarch uh, from Phoenix. I was thinking that um, as well. Yeah, to 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 add some more size out there, and to uh, save Aiden from foul trouble. Exactly. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, you, you you don't want Aiden in foul trouble. That's your only true center on this team. Mm-hmm. Actually, out of the entire roster, that's the only true center. Um, so Sarge will have to play. I think he's going to get some some big minutes, which might be helpful. Um, his ability to shoot the three ball will be helpful. I think. Uh, you know, he's a what is he six ten? So he's a, he's a big body. Yeah. Um, you have Frank Kaminsky. No offense to the Phoenix Suns, but I, I don't think that that's you want him out there. He's not a good. No, they, I don't think they'll play him a minute. Um, I think they know who their best seven or eight guys are, and they're not going to go away. I 100% agree with that. And I think that the big thing that what you just said there um, is going to be a big, big part of this series is all the adjustments. So yes. Phoenix knows who their best seven or eight guys are, and they're going to stick with those guys. But now who do they, you know, they're going to throw different matchups everywhere. And I do think that uh, Monty Williams is a better adjustments coach than um, Budenholzer. Mm-hmm. And if you're running uh, Budenholzer, if you're running without Giannis out there for, you know, a couple games, and who knows? It could be more serious, and maybe he's out the whole series. We don't know, or maybe he's back game two. I don't know. Um, but if if you're running without him, what what you put out there for game one, and then let's say he comes back game two, what adjustments are you going to make as a team mm-hmm. to help him fit back into what you were supposed to do, and how do you attack this Phoenix Suns team with Giannis back on the floor? Becomes a question. Do do you make Giannis your you know, your point guard once again? Because Sarge is not going to be able to handle that. If no, Sarge would make... be rendered useless at that. Point. Exactly. So you know, does Budenholzer do that, or does he still want Giannis to play um, at your your power forward position and don't let him bring it up because he hasn't shown too much control as of late with the ball, right? So there, there's a lot of different options that both teams have. Mm-hmm. I do think Milwaukee's big. Um, but I do also think that Phoenix is is quicker 
right? So, so you know, I, I think it's David and Goliath matchup, low key. Is uh, it, what happens? We'll see. One of my favorite things to do with series is because usually, you, whoever if if two teams are very even, mm-hmm. usually you see whoever is the better player will win, mm-hmm. right? So one of my favorite exercises to do is rank the top ten players on the floor for okay. both teams. I like that. So I, w- I want to do this with you, and we'll mm-hmm. see if if maybe it changes our perception of this series. Okay. So w- let's say everyone's healthy. So you got one Giannis, mm-hmm. two Booker, okay, three CP three. Yep, I would say so. Four Middleton. Okay. Five Holiday. Okay. Six. Uh, I say eight. Okay, six, eight, and seven. Uh, Crowder, Lopez, one of the two. I'm not. Who's better between Jay Crowder and Brooklyn? It's <laughs> a good question. PJ um, Tucker, no. No, I mean, PJ like, Tucker, I would say, is probably the lead. Well, defensively, he's he is quite important. I would say Jay Crowder. Uh, so Crowder, seven. Yep. Lopez, then Brooke eight. Lopez, yep. Tucker nine, and then what campaign ten? Yeah, because he's so spotty and, and yeah. Well, can't Mikael Bridges is the one that starts, but yeah, Mikael Bridges <clears throat> campaign. Any of those guys would be yeah, yeah. You could be Mikael Bridges, yeah. Um, the thing with what I just said is like normally you could you know, all of a sudden you're like okay, this person has one, two, four, five. Like oh shit, they're gonna win. These teams are very evenly matched. They are. So what I'm trying to figure out is will this series actually come down to its stars or will it come down to six through 10? Yeah. Because we, we know that Giannis is going to get his, we know book here's, here's where I kind of, I falter a little bit with, with this exercise is that Giannis out of everyone's the most consistent. True. So he's going to get his 25 to 40. Booker, while he's a star, he's he's not. And now people are going to kill me, but he's not a consistent <laughs> star. I would agree in the, in the fact that, like, if you're like Booker, I need you to get me forty. He can't. He can't just like he can, but he can't every time that you ask him, right? No, I I, I would argue that. I would argue really that. because yeah. we saw multiple times the last series where they I the game would close out and you know someone would be like you know great great game by Booker he had twenty one. It's like great game by Booker. Like I'm not, and we saw now you could, you could say it was a mask. You say it's Pat Beverly. I thought his play last series was subpar for who he is. And I'm not sure. I would agree with that too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure that switching from Pat Bev to holiday, I think his life's going to get tougher in the fact that holiday is a bigger body and he's quicker than Beverly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Beverly just Beverly's got that knack that he just, he just pisses you off no matter you. yeah no matter what you do he's gonna piss you off. But yeah. Holiday is someone that can get you off your spot, and Booker is someone that he he has a lot of spots, but he needs to get to the spots. You know he's not That's a true. he's not a oh shit I just gotta throw it up kind of person. He, he's a where's my spot? Okay, it's right here. Boom, back down, a backboard jumper, perfect. Every time, but if you have someone that can take him off his spot, mixed with the length of Giannis, maybe as that secondary defender, I'm mm-hmm. not sure that him as a number two against Giannis as number one mm-hmm. 
is as close as we would think it is. So then let me ask you this. Uh, with Giannis being out, what then is – what do you think that the, that lineup should be? Because um, if you're starting – I'm just trying to think here. If Giannis is not starting, yeah. who do you start in a place? Are you going to start Pat Connington as a shooting guard or are you going to put Bobby Portis in as the power forward? I put Bobby Portis in. Okay, so you're going to run Drew Holiday, Chris at the two, PJ mm-hmm. at the three, yep. Bobby Portis, and Brooke Lopez. Yes. Okay, so then if you're doing that, I think even more so that comes down to your six through seven, right? Because yeah. Drew Holiday, I think, will be on Chris Paul, which will be interesting to watch. And mm-hmm. I think, obviously, uh, Middleton will be on Booker. So then it comes down to um, Jay Crowder. Is he going to be able to actually hit his threes? Because he was horrendous in that series. Um, yes. He was miss- missing them left and right. Um, and then in, in eight, will will Brooke Lopez be able to keep up and keep him away from the rim? Um, I know that obviously he can get hot and he can get his buckets. Brooke Lopez can. But as I said earlier, if Aiton uses his youth and his athleticism, I think that that can counteract what Brooke Lopez brings to the game. So then it becomes the, the six through seven. But if you go, let me start Pat Connington mm-hmm. to keep it small to match with Phoenix's small because Phoenix is just too quick and we can't match up when we're too big. Then – you know, you got what Pat Connington trying to guard either Chris Paul or Book. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. And, you know, then then one of those one of those two is is going to get buckets. Yeah. So that that's again, it comes down to a lot of different options. So what does Budenholzer do? Does he want to run small to try and match up and get eaten alive by Aiton, or does he want to see and test, as you say, uh, Booker's inconsistency? We know that Booker's, you know, can get hot <laughs> and can yeah. light you up. But Aiton's been way more consistent in the playoffs than, than Booker has. As you did say, you you are correct about that. Mm-hmm. I think that Booker can get you forty anytime you you give him the ball and you're like, go get it. I think he could do that with enough shot attempts. Yeah, exactly with enough shot attempts. And if as long as someone else isn't taking him away, because yeah. you remember the game as soon as Chris Paul came back, they both were just shooting terrible. And I bl- I I thought that that was just his rhythm was no longer the same. So he went for 40-point triple-double. Then he had a, a decent game after that because, obviously, the Clippers made some adjustments. Mm-hmm. And I think that that – I thought that the third game would have been his – you know, he figured out the adjustments, and now he's going to come back at you again. But then Chris Paul's in the mix and now taking some of the shots that he would have had, and that just messed up his rhythm. So True. I think that he could still get you what you need when you ask for it, um, but he hasn't been cons- as consistent this this playoffs. Yeah, so I, I, I think, you know – Budenholzer has a he has a big a big task on him because you know how how effective is Bobby Portis defensively offensively he's great he, yes. he definitely brings it brings an edge I'll give you that he'll get some boards I'll give you that um, but can he stay in front of Jay Crowder and can he guard Jay Crowder on the perimeter My right? thing is that like I agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. I just I don't think I don't think of Jay Crowder as an offensive threat. So I'd rather, I, I, I'm not saying I, that he's an offensive threat, like he's gonna, you know, he's gonna win the game for you. But if you let Jay Crowder knock down four threes, um, that I think that if he gets four threes in the basket, that creates problems. And now you got to stretch out and make sure you're on him before. I mean, he he's capable of hitting more than that. Yeah. Um, and, and so you know, he's a guy that can get hot too. If if you let him knock down two or three, 
you better you know, you better be out on the perimeter. And Bobby Portis is not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not that right because then you got Book and, and Chris Paul both attacking the rim. That's why you would have Portis out there as a big body to, to well, that's, that's maintain what I was that. Thinking, would but then if you kick that back out to yeah, exactly. But then if you kick that out to Crowder and he's hot, that's a problem. I would I would take the risk to start. Okay. Because we've seen too too often, and not just this season, but in previous seasons, that Jay Crowder is one of the hottest and coldest shooters that you can have. I would agree. And in the first series against the Lakers, I'm pretty sure he missed like his first 17 threes or something. Yep. It was something outrageous. So I would test the water. Okay. And I got the stat for you too. Okay. And see where we're at with Bobby Portis out there. And then, and then if, if Jay Crowder's hitting them, mm-hmm. then you can make the adjustments. And it wouldn't be that hard to switch over to Collington. Um, I, I don't know. I, my thing is that, like, it, we, should, we should be looking at what the Clippers did last series against this team. Mm-hmm. And does – because the Clippers, as one, they have one of the best small ball lineups you can have. And they used it very effectively against the Suns. I think the only reason they didn't win that series is because Kawhi's not there. Um, I agree. Do you do you think that Milwaukee should say we'll match what the Clippers did because our small ball talent's better than their small ball talent, or do you think the Bucks should say, "Well, we have this overwhelming advantage, and let's see if they can let's see if they can." take advantage of us being big mm-hmm. instead of us immediately going to what they want us to do. Cause like if, if you're this, like if, if you're the sons, what are you saying to yourself? What do I not want this team to do? I don't want them to go out there and be, and be big because we're not big. Right. So unless, if, if, unless you do, because then you get to the bucket. Well, and that's mean, what you can take these guys off the dribble. That's Your what bigs so, are more athletic than their bigs. What do you, yeah. So what do you say? Like, I don't want them to be big. But if you're the Bucks, do you say, well, we kind of have to max our small size because they can take us off the dribble? Or do you say, no, we're going to be big and we're going to see if you can do anything about it. And if you can, then -hmm. we'll change it up. I get what you're saying. I think if you're, if you have Giannis that then, then you get that luxury of just, I agree. Flopping it back and forth because if you have Giannis, then yes, the small ball lineup I say is one of the best in the league. I think it's better than the Clippers, but without Giannis, it's not. I don't think that that their small ball lineup without Giannis is better than the Clippers. To be I, honest. Agree. I agree. Um, and so at that point, I think you're kind of stuck running with your traditional. Uh, I don't think you, you want to run that small ball lineup out there without Giannis. I think you want to run. You're going to have to, if you're the Bucks, run big. And I think if you're Phoenix, you're okay with that. Um, because, mm-hmm. because you're quicker and you're more athletic and I think that you have better perimeter play than the Bucks do. Yeah. Because Chris Middleton's that guy. Yeah, he can get hot and he'll get you buckets. Um, I don't think that I, – I, I, I struggle with Drew Holiday. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see offensively. He's not going to have a defender really on him, but he didn't have one in, in the Atlanta series really. Um, no, he didn't. And he you struggled. Saw. He struggled to start. Yeah, he struggled yeah. to start, and then he he started to pick his game back up a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes out. I think he'll be a big difference maker. Honestly, if if he's not getting buckets, and Chris Middleton's the only one that is, how many different defenders Phoenix can throw at him, 
yeah. um, to make things more difficult for him, then then you really do struggle. Because uh, if you put the small ball lineup out there, I think that you'll struggle even more. Um, and if I'm, if I'm Phoenix, I want you to throw the big lineup out there so we can get our perimeter play. You know what I mean? If you run the bigger lineup, mm-hmm. then then I, I get more shots. And I get to let Aiden do what he does um, and have, have his space to do so. And I, I think you get more versatility that way. So do you say, like, we'll match – Bobby Portis will match Sarge's minutes and mm-hmm. Lopez – We'll match Aiden's minutes, assuming mm-hmm. no one gets into foul trouble. And yeah. then we'll just – we'll each small ball it out and see who wins until Giannis comes out back, I should say. Pretty much. Okay. I think that's what it kind of boils down to. Now, now, the, now the stat I had for you in terms of Jay Crowder, um, he was in the last, they said in the last 10 games he was shooting 46% from the three-point line. Okay. But in the two games this year against Milwaukee, he shot 33%. Okay. From the three-point line. And so that, I think, in 29% from the field. So defensively, whatever Milwaukee, because, you know, Giannis was there, you know what I mean? That, that, that's why I say yeah. it's different when Giannis is there. Crowder's not going to be able to do that no. when Giannis is there because that's, that's going to be his matchup, and Giannis can guard the perimeter. But if you throw Bobby Portis out there, that's a problem. He's not going to mm. be able to do that. And that, that leaves Crowder open to – potentially shoot 46% again. Again, he's capable, but he also is also capable of not. So he's going to be a big factor. The 16 thing is going to be big factors. I agree. You let campaign come off the bench and give you 20, like the Clippers did and like the Lakers did. That's, that's going to change some things dramatically. My thing with Portis is that I, I just, on my team, I want offense out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it just scares me taking, him off the floor just because you're a little lackadaisical on defense. I I would give up an extra inch or two on a, on a shot. Like I would let Jay Crowder have an open shot Mm -hmm. rather than give my shots to Pat Connington over Portis. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, and I agree with you. Like I just, the idea of Pat Connaughton being the difference maker, just that I don't see it, but the idea of um, Bobby Portis being a difference maker, I could see it. Mm-hmm. And I think Bobby Portis could play that Giannis role, mm-hmm. whereas I think Pat Connaughton will get lost. He would. So, but I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, the, the, the Suns are an incredible small ball team and they, they have far they better perimeter play. Far better. They do. So, so it, because I, th- I think also people forget about Mikhail Bridges. Now, this guy was, I, I mean, was I shooting, do. yeah, this he was shooting uh, 58% in the last 10 games from the three point line. He's incredible. Over the whole season, he was shooting 42%. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Over the whole regular season, he was shooting 42%. And against, <laughs> against Milwaukee, he was shooting 80%. Now, obviously, that's a small sample size, but yeah. <laughs> that, that shows you that Milwaukee left him, they forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that obviously was not their focus, which it should not have been to to, to stop him. Um, but he had some career highs against this team because yep. they chose to leave him. Mm-hmm. He's part of that six through ten. Does he go off and give you twenty five because they just left him and they focus so much on everybody else? That could be a difference maker. That could really change things without Giannis on the floor. Now, if Giannis is on the floor, I think he can he can counteract what you know that that difference. Um, but without him on the floor does Milwaukee have enough punch to counteract 
the guys that are left when, when Phoenix runs, you know, they could run an absolutely minute uh, lineup and put campaign, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, and Jake Crowder. You can yeah. run that lineup. You really could if you're Phoenix. Every single one of them, just run five out and just attack, 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 attack. And if you're, if you're Milwaukee, you have to go small. You have to. I know Brooke Lopez, True. he gave you the 33 in that one game, but he's not going to be able to do that night in and night out. He, he no. just can't. You know, if you run that for, for a couple of minutes, he'll get tired and, and, you know, and two <laughs> and, and in foul trouble. You don't want that if, if you're in Milwaukee. So I think the Phoenix Suns just have a lot of options to throw at them. But, I, I, but I'm very curious to see how they come out in this game one. I, okay. I, got, to, I got to see how hungry they are. If, if they don't show hunger, I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they may have it in their mind. We arrived. We made it to the finals. That, that was the goal. Yeah. Chris Paul said that out of his own mouth. That was the goal. That should not be the goal. The goal. No, it should never be. It should be, the be goal. a goal, but not the goal. Do you, okay. Uh, last couple questions on the series. One, yeah. um, matchup you're most excited to watch. Two, series winner. And three, who you guys the finals MVP? I'm going to start. Okay. I'm surprisingly most excited for Lopez versus Aiden. <laughs> okay. Mainly because Aiden, I, I think Lopez has a very particular set of skills mm-hmm. that could either be a huge problem yep. for Aiden or he could not play a game in the series past game one yep. based on how, if they render him useless. So I'm really excited Agreed. to see game one, what his role is going to be. And if it's pro Milwaukee or pro Suns. Love it. Um, Two, I have Milwaukee winning this in six. Okay. Because I just like the talent one through seven more on Milwaukee's side than I do the Sun side. Okay. And I think the size is going to be too much for the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that also piggybacking on what you said where the Suns feel like they made it. While Milwaukee has had an, not an easy road to the finals, but definitely like the same as the Suns, they've had to deal with injuries and stuff on mm-hmm. the opposing teams. Mm-hmm. I think this what the Milwaukee Bucks have had to go through has made them resilient. They had to beat Brooklyn in seven in Brooklyn in an overtime game against the best player in the world in Kevin Durant. And yes, Kyrie and James Harden were injured, but like going through that series. Mm-hmm. That builds character, right? Mm-hmm. Atlanta, thinking that you're losing your star in Giannis, mm-hmm. and you still rally back and you win two games in a row in demanding, commanding fashion, mm-hmm. builds character, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think what what they have gone through compared to what I saw the Suns go through, where they got obviously lucky against the Lakers and they should have never won that series. Mm-hmm. Um, playing the Denver team where there's no Jamal Murray. Um, Jokic looked like he was kind of ex- exhausted, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And Porter Jr. was having small injury issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then playing the Clippers, who honestly gave them a lot of trouble, but with Kawhi, it never really felt like a threat. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, just, it's really hard for me to pick a Suns team where if every single one – of the series they played to get here, they would have lost if one player wasn't injured. Okay. It's hard for me to pick. Yeah, I get where yeah. you're coming from. 
So I got the Bucks in six. Okay. And then for finals MVP, this is going to surprise you. All right. But I got Middleton. No, that's not surprising. If you pick the Bucks, I would I would say I would say Middleton will probably be the finals MVP. Yeah, and and not because I think it'll just because Giannis is going to be gone a couple of games, and I think yeah. Middleton will really show out. Yeah. Um, but I think what Middleton's going to be able to do, and what he did in last year, he's showing he could be a little bit more consistent than he was in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. That he he's ready for the stage, and I think he's ready to put to put to rest the Middleton in the playoff, you know, narrative mm-hmm. that he's been dealing with. So that that's my predictions. Okay. All right, so I'm going to challenge you on each one, but I'm going to make it quick. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to make it quick. So I, I think I, I agree from the standpoint that each of the series that Milwaukee went through builds character. Mm-hmm. But there's also the question of everything that Milwaukee went through, does that take something out of you? Do they have enough True. left in the tank to make it through this? So Phoenix, yes, they got lucky against the Lakers, lost one game, right? Play five. Then they sweep Denver. Then they play six against the Clippers, right? So they've had time to rest all throughout this process and make adjustments throughout all of this process, stay healthy throughout all this process. Milwaukee has not had that luxury. Mm-hmm. The fact that they struggled as hard as they did against a Kyrie-less and one-legged James Harden uh, Nets team concerns me. That, that did concern me. Yeah, and, and then they coming into the series against Atlanta. Well, I thought they would they would either sweep Atlanta or win in five. Going into it, I really did. Mm-hmm. I had no 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 hope, no no faith in, in Atlanta at all. That series, I was convinced Atlanta was actually going to pull it off and win the series. <laughs> you were, you were I, I was, me. I, yeah, I texted you. I said, "Well, okay, go ahead on Atlanta then." Looks <laughs> like that's, I guess that's that's the new team. Um, I, I I did not. They didn't look good to me. Milwaukee did not look good to me. M- Middleton did. Um, yeah. and, and he 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 definitely showed out in those last two games to close out that series. But now my question is, did that take too much out of Middleton to get them here? And everything, even if he goes for 40, just does the rest of the team. I don't have enough faith in the rest of the team offensively to get them through this Suns team. Now, yes, the Phoenix Suns went through and had, what, they won 82 to 80 or something like that in the game. I get that. So they have their times where they struggle offensively. I do get that. Yeah. I, I don't know without Giannis. It really does depend on how far, how long out he is and yeah. what he looks like when he comes back, right? Because he could just honestly. Mm-hmm. Cause some problems when he comes back. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'm <laughs> of the belief that everything that Milwaukee went through and the struggles that they went through, I don't think that they should have been struggling like they did on paper. They shouldn't have been. No, I agree. Um, I agree. I agree. I, so yes, it builds character, but I'm concerned at the execution, and I, that the, getting through each one of those series to now face this Suns team, who I'm I'm gonna bet and, and, and hope that they are still hungry. I know mm-hmm. that I said that it's definitely a question, and it is. I, I still got to see how this game one goes, but I'm just gonna put just just. I have enough confidence in CP3 uh, that I think that he will be hungry enough. Mm-hmm. I will say that Suns in six, it really depends on when Giannis comes back, but Suns in six, um, I think that CP is is just, he's obviously the most veteran player out there, most savvy player out there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he will find a way. Now that he is here, I'm hoping that he'll find a way to make it happen. Okay. Um, it, it really all determines how game one goes. I, I, I truly believe that. That'll determine the series for me. Um, so I'm going to say Suns in six. And I'm going to call CP3 as my finals MVP. Mm. Um, when, when they needed him to give a 40-point game, he went out there and got it. He's he's definitely capable of doing that when it's when it's desperately needed. He doesn't have a whole bunch in the tank because he's an older guy, right? So yeah. he's not going to give you forty every night, and I get that. But I think it, those off games when he's not giving you forty because you don't necessarily need it from him, um, he will facilitate and he will get Booker in the right spots to get you thirty and get campaign. You know, I I think that he will do enough in this series. I don't know that Chris Middleton can do enough in this series, and I don't have faith in Drew Holiday. Offensively, mm, okay, to make that happen, I, I just I I can't stand behind that just yet. Without Giannis, so, I I can't. What if I told you like this is not news? It didn't come out or anything. But what if I told you Giannis was playing tonight, and he'd be eighty percent tonight, ninety five percent game two, and a hundred game three? Does that change your outlook on the Suns and six? I would probably say probably Suns. In, you said he's going to – hypothetically, he'd play tonight. Yeah, at like 80%. If he played tonight, that would that would change things. I would say mm, that would be tougher, but I'd say Suns in seven. If okay. he doesn't play tonight and you say he came back game two at 80%, I still didn't think that that would throw off their rhythm. Yeah. And throw throw off what, what the game plan that they had. And I, I don't have faith in Budenholzer as a coach to make the re- adjustments for the team. Mm-hmm. I would say he'll probably just be like, whatever we did in the regular season, let's just do that again. I, I don't know that he would make the right adjustments. I do think Monty Williams is the better coach in this I series. Do. And I think um, Monty Williams being the better coach. What was that? I said, that sorry, Mar- Monty Williams being the best coach between the two. And Chris Paul being the best coach on the floor changes everything. True. That's a good point. It's a yeah. very good point. I, I think I, – I just think Phoenix has got that – they got that swag to, to their team because they're young and they're quick. Um, and and that, that Phoenix crowd, I think, is, is more intense than the Milwaukee crowd. I agree. And I, I think I that think, they'll come into play. I do. I do. I think um, – I, I haven't been able to shake – the feeling of game four Suns against the Lakers. Now, here's what I'm saying. Game three, Lakers completely decimated them as a, as a, as a unit. And Mm -hmm. to the point where the Lakers were out making fun of them. Yep. In the third quarter. Right. And you could, you could very obviously see on their faces and the way they were reacting, especially towards the end of the game, that the Suns mentally were not okay with this, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so what I was expecting in game four was for the Suns to come out ready to murder, right? Mm-hmm. And instead what we saw for a quarter and a half before Anthony Davis went down, we saw the Suns mentally unequipped to handle it and they went down 13 points mm-hmm. so what i'm saying with that is i'm not sure the suns are mentally tough enough to handle this series in the finals mm-hmm. and i think if they face any adversity 
real adversity, not, mm-hmm. you know, something stupid, but like real adversity. Maybe they go down too well, mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, it's two to one heading back to, you know, heading to Milwaukee for game four. I, I, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm not sure if I believe in the Suns mentally as much as I would the Bucks. Okay. Well, I, I, I'll argue this then. I get, mm-hmm. I get the Suns, you might, or I think that, I get I get your your standpoint on on the Bucks mentality because they were able to pull all these series off. Yeah. In my my opinion, these were all series that should have never really been a challenge. So they, they should have never been tested mentally. That that's no, I, what I, I, that's where I, I'm coming from. I agree with that. I really do. Yeah, uh, and I think for the Suns, so I, I get it. So the Lakers, what that was game three that you're talking about that the Lakers um, they won by fourteen. Yeah, and, they were just making fun of them. They were totally clowning them and then yeah. they got a couple of days off and so the suns are supposed to play mind you back in la right the yes. lakers have won the last two games they're up two one in the series actually the mm-hmm. lakers are and so they're going into game four and of course the lakers have momentum they you know they got lebron they got a veteran team that's that's the thing the lakers are were a veteran team um and they have on their team right to, yes. to make this all happen for them and they were they were winning at home in game four to go up three one against Phoenix and Phoenix comes back and pulls that one out. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix comes back and pulls that out. That takes a lot of mental toughness to be able to to pull that out on the road against a, the the defending champs. Um, you know, a very know, veteran team. So for I, me, that spoke actually a lot of who they were because in the next game, what they come out and win by almost thirty. See, I think that game. I agree with you on game five where they won by 30. I just think that game four, I don't really, I give it, I don't really give them any credit in the fact that when AD goes down, mm-hmm. the, you could see on the Lakers face, uh, like the, Oh shit. We just lost. Best player in the series. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, and it was, it was almost like like shock, like like PTSD on their faces, and and I think that was more the case of them not being able to shake it mentally than mm-hmm. it was resilience in the Suns for me. Gotcha. Okay, I, I I get where you're coming from. I I took that a different different route. I just thought that mm-hmm. they showed mad heart, mad resilience. You know, you 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 pull that one out on the road. So that way you don't go down three one to even up the series. Then you go true, home and win true. by thirty. No, I, and, then, I agree. and then you finish them off in LA, right? Mm-hmm. For the first series, first round. Yeah. That's against the defending champs. Then you go to Denver and sweep those guys. Yeah. And then you know you're you're pulling off these these ridiculous wins against the Clippers. Each one, they could you know the first game what they won by six. The next game they're winning by the quote unquote value oop um, at the buzzer. And, yeah. and then you know th- these are all just games that. They, Easily could have gone the other way, but somehow they gutted it out. They could, yeah. Then that's, they lose game three point. by fourteen, mm-hmm. right? And then respond with that eighty-four to eighty. That's that's from a young team like that. That's not a game I would expect them to win. They should have mm-hmm. lost two of those games easily. I, I think one hundred percent they should have lost game four. If it's an eighty-four to eighty game, that should have gone to the the stronger defensive team in the Clippers. Even if even without Kawhi, yeah. they're the stronger defensive team. And I, you would, I would totally expect if that's the score that the Clippers would have won that game. But somehow mm-hmm. the Suns still managed to hold the Clippers to 80 points and still win. Then they lose that next game again by 14, and they come back and just just wipe the floor with them. True, the Clippers. true, true. To me, that just shows a ridiculous amount of heart. They they fought through each one of these series. 
And they, they could have lost both LA series. Denver, they just obviously handled. But they could have lost both LA series, mm-hmm. series one and, and this last series. Um, and somehow they managed to pull them both out. That's a good point. That's a good, that's a good way to twist it. Um, I, I don't know if it changes my thoughts on the series that's coming up, but it's a, it's an excellent point. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I'm really excited either way. Um, Noah has sons in six. Yep. I have Milwaukee in six. Yeah. Um, either way, like nobody expected this to be our finals. No. Um, but I'm excited for it. And I think it's going to be two evenly matched teams uh, making adjustments back and forth. And I think that no game will be similar. Um, and I'm excited to see kind of what happens. So, yeah, I, I think that's all we're going to discuss today. Mm-hmm. Noah, did you have any, any closing thoughts or, or points to make? No, I'm just excited for the series. Uh, game one's tonight, and we'll see how this how this all shakes down. And, See if the lights are too bright for the Bucks or the Suns and, and who's hungry. Yeah, I agree. Um, so this podcast will go out today, uh, Tuesday before game one. We will reconvene on Friday after the first two games before it switches to Milwaukee. That way we can kind of stay on top of the series mm-hmm. um, and discuss it with all of you. But either way, thank you for listening to Ball Don't Lie podcast. Um, enjoy the game. And honestly, go – Go fans, you know, let's, <laughs> yep. let's get a good series. <laughs> yeah, I think we will. All right. Take it easy now. All right, man.